Hey everyone, just a quick editor's note before we get started. Tyler kept losing his internet throughout this, so if he doesn't make a whole lot of sense or cuts in and out, that is why. Enjoy the episode! What up, East High? Hello, East High. We're back with another minute of High School Musical. Whoa, another minute of this movie (laughs) thanks tyler so i'm condra i'm tyler we're the amateur nerds and tyler guess what what we have a guest today we do i i I had no way of knowing that i know it's such a surprise so welcome hello um hello who are you um i'm luke allen it's a pleasure to be on the show i'm the host of well one of the hosts of two minutes about time i am currently at time of release the youngest movie by minute podcast host i'm 16 i also make short films and all that stuff but i was in a school production two years ago i think of high school musical playing the skater who's only scene is this scene so it's it's a good (laughs) couple of minutes to talk about this week (laughs) So we had to Great. have you on for this week. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, Condra, I think we should. I think we should. Uh, Can I bother Luke about the fact that he's younger than us? He's kind of stole our claim to fame. No, we never held that claim to fame, Ty. We talked with the Studio that, Ghibli people, and she was younger. Oh, true. And claim to fame also requires fame, which we never mm-hmm. had. No. So who's, not at who, all. How, how old's the Studio Ghibli person? Oh gosh, <laughs> that was a couple of years ago. She was maybe 14 at the time. Ooh, okay. I'm not oh, sure. So yeah, you guys are right on edge. Yeah. Mm. So I'm probably around about the same age. Probably. Then, then, okay. Because uh, my co-host for the show that I'm starting about a month from now, well, the pilot comes out in about a month from now, the show starts in a couple of months, about Love Actually, she is three days younger than me, and that's pretty annoying. I think every episode <laughs> I've, I've done with her, I've brought that up and got annoyed at her for it. <laughs> um, oh, no. Well, also, we're not so young anymore. Like, when we started podcasting, it was like two or three years ago, I was like 19 or 20, yeah. Now it's like much less impressive. I'm 22 and now it's like, okay, yeah, now I'm now I'm regular podcaster age. Yeah. All right. So today we're talking about minute 41, which starts out with Martha saying something strange is occurring and ends with a skater dude saying a saw very excitedly. <laughs> um, but before we get talking about minute 41, Luke, you've already hinted to it. You've been in a production of High School Musical. Can you talk a little mm-hmm. bit about your history with High School Musical and why you wanted to be on today? Okay, so before I was in the production, I think my sister quite liked the film. I I mean, because it came out, what was it, 2007? Six. 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 So it's basically been around as long as I can remember. I would have been two. But I remember my sister watching it, and I, it was one of those where I had to pretend I didn't like it because it was a girl's <laughs> film, but also it was really fun. And since you're talking about it, actually, it's not that much of a girl's film. <laughs> um, it's it's um, 
I I really liked it. And when Disney Plus, when I got Disney Plus, I watched through the. I don't think I watched the third one actually, but I watched through the first two, and they're a bit of a guilty pleasure. I do quite like them. And when we did the production, it was just really fun. I mean, every school show we do is really fun. Annoyingly, the biggest role I had in any of them was the one that was the week lockdown happened, so we didn't get to do it. Like, if it was just a week earlier, I would have got to do it. Um, and I was going to be playing the devil disguised as a nightclub owner in a jukebox musical called Disco Inferno, which would have been fun. But in this show, um, I was one of the skaters in uh, in this scene. I was originally the skater who says a saw and all of that stuff. And uh, <laughs> what was his name? His name was Mongo in the script, <gasps> which, yeah. <laughs> um, and I can't think what the other character was called, which is annoying because that uh, was, it was my Jerry. Character. It was Mongo Jerry. But okay. I mean, I... I did wonder shortly after, I'm not sure if I wondered at the time, that Mongo seems a little politically incorrect for a name, doesn't it? Yeah, um, it definitely has like associations with, um, <laughs> I'm thinking like, Blaz- isn't Blazing Saddles, Ty? Yeah, I, there's, a, there, there's a complicated history um, and it depends on the, like, the spelling and I'm not entirely sure um, what, where, where the lines are, but uh, yeah. It is it is a an offensive term, um, like in in Spanish or like, um, like depending on where you're from. It definitely it, di- it didn't occur to me straight away, but it was a thing I'd put I'd thought part way through where it was kind of like, huh, that didn't seem quite right. And I'm just saying if through Google I can find out what he was actually, what the character that I ended up playing was called because there was some um, casting swap around where. I got to play the the one who sings, and I've tried a lot to find a video because there was definitely a video of me singing that. <laughs> um, I mean, I I might end up singing it part way through this recording as we reach it, but I can't find the actual one. Um, and you'd all have to face my awful American accent. The um, <laughs> I I know in the High School Musical script and like lyrics and stuff, these skater people do not have names. So the fact that you had names in your script is pretty cool. Um, just to differentiate, I'm sure it helped a lot. Yeah. Maybe in like the play version, like in the playbook, all the characters have names because like when you're casting a play, you kind of need that. But in the movie, it it's kind of like, feel, yeah, who cares? Yeah. It, the weird thing about that is because it had a name, it was considered a principal role and it just wasn't. <laughs> uh, it was uh, it was Ripper. Ripper. Well, it can't be a principal role because you're a student. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, so I, I played I played Ripper, um, which I think anyone who takes a look at me would was not believing that whatsoever. But there we go. Um, I don't was, even uh, believe it for this character, like this guy in this minute kind of thing. No. Well, it's it is kind of a skate adjacent term, I I guess too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was um, it was definitely very very fun to do i think just in having a named character though it made it harder for me to apply for like solos in the chorus roles because they were like but you're a principal and it's like not really (laughs) but uh, i i was i was one of the basketball players for like get your head in the game and that is a very hard dance slash thing to do on stage with a basketball to both as we're we're theatre people basically i mean i didn't study <laughs> drama and they're expecting us like the the reason we're doing this is because we can't throw a basketball to each other <laughs> <laughs> so it was uh, 
it it was it was fun, and I think there there were definitely perfor- performances we did where like someone dropped the basketball and it was just like quick sort it out. But it was uh, it's all fond memories, and the weird thing is, I think I can remember most of the dances better now than I could when we were on stage, uh, which is but, <laughs> yeah. So like when certain songs get up playing, I will start dancing, especially this one. So thank goodness it's audio only medium. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Luke, are you saying that you were a skater boy? So do we want to start tucking it into the minute? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready, I believe. Hopefully. All right. All right. So we start out with Martha, um, continuing to talk to the brainiacs about something inside of her is about to come forth and she has a secret that she needs to share. Something that like I noticed right away was how inve- once they said once she said secret, everyone like whipped their head around and they're like, "Dude, spill the tea! I want to know everything." Like they don't actually care about comforting her, but actually just want to like know some hot mm. gossip. Yeah, it's a weird theme kind of throughout the whole song that you know whenever someone says like, "Oh, I'm gonna share something," people are people are like, "Oh yeah, tell it!" Like what like. They're, they're, they they literally say, like, open your heart and, like, de- dig down deep. They're, like, share something, like, really deep and, like, supposing that they're going to be supportive. And then once once the news is dropped, and then once the news is dropped, they're like, wait, no, never mind. We hate you. Stop. <laughs> Don't do that anymore. These characters, I get the message. I think every character in this song is very one-dimensional. Incredibly, like, it always bugged me in the show, especially the Brainiacs, like where, where they, where they, where there's that line which you get to in a minute, which is, is that even legal? It's like a bit of a caricature, really. Like, it's a kids' movie; it's fine, but yeah. <laughs> they're clearly not true friends because they're not supportive of Martha's passion. They only like you if you like homework, which <laughs> does anyone. Honestly, it's a, it's a trope in a film, but is is there anyone any type of person who actually really enjoys homework? I think for me, like I have I'm now in my second master's program and I've been in school way too long. There are types of homework I really enjoy. But you'd still rather not do it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'd rather, like, be playing video games or listening to podcasts and that kind of stuff. Like, I definitely would not rather unless it's like read a book for like like some of my homework is just to like read books, so that's fun. I had film homework um, recently, which was analyze the opening two minutes of a film of your choice, and I was like, "Hey, I got an episode of a podcast for that," but apparently it had to be written down in under five hundred words, which was pretty hard, but yeah, fun. Um, and it was annoying that I couldn't just send them episode one of two minutes about time. It was like it was perfect. It was like <laughs> I spent the holiday covering the entire film. Can I send you that? No. <laughs> Yeah, it is funny that, like, homework as a trope, they have the look that is, like, associated with those up-and-coming, like, MBA people that, that they're on their way to business. And the the fact that one kid is like, is that even legal? You're like, yeah, they're the lawyer types. That's annoying. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice and fun. What, what, I, what I found funny is even reading the lines from this part gave me that sort of slight nervous in my stomach feeling that this was just before I was on (laughs) on stage that it it, it gave me in just reading the lyric the words it almost I had that sort of slight fear of oh no I've got to sing in a second (laughs) so it's um, it's weird that that stuck with me Um, and the person who played this role in the show was very good and I like how um, 
because you have seen the the um at least the next one that Martha continues as a character like she has enough strength to her that yeah. they were like you know what let's keep Martha on they There's don't no do Ripper that for many spin-off people movie. although I would I would watch the Ripper spin-off movie but that's when you'd know that Disney have just reached rock bottom um I don't think they'd ever do the Ripper spin-off movie and we can I mean, we can start transitioning to the skater people because just to get it out of the bat, um, the person that is singing as the the main skater person who in your play was called Ripper, his name is Dutch Whitlock, and he was actually arrested for robbery in in um Salt Lake City. So oh, that does uh, ring that does ring a bell actually. Yeah, I feel like not long after High School Musical actually. He he it's a yeah in two thousand eight. So um he robbed a like a convenience food store at gunpoint. So I, I have a feeling they want to probably disassociate from from mm. the Ripper character. That does vaguely ring a bell. I feel like maybe someone said that to me when we were doing the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because there were some people who were massive High School Musical fans in our production. Like, it was quite... Because admittedly, when they first mentioned we're doing High School Musical, I was like, come on, this is secondary school. Isn't there a better show to do than that? But not really, because we're the perfect age for the parts. <laughs> so Absolutely. it works. Absolutely. You um, actually look like the age you're supposed to be and not like all the people in this movie that yeah. are definitely older. And I th- I think our school is probably, like, among the area, I'd say quite likely the most known for music and musical theatre. So there were a lot of sort of outside people who'd probably come and see a school show, which is nice. Um, I know de- I definitely remember, like, the new- local news and whatnot coming every year. Wow. I just have a question about your performance of High School Musical. Did, were, did they like expect you to have American accents? Cause that yes. Why? <laughs> Do you, did they have reasoning behind that? Was it for like um, keeping beat musically? It, I don't know. It's it's always been the case. If we've got a show that's American, we have to do American accents. I mean, I can try and say one of the lines. No, I haven't rehearsed no, you, this in a absolutely, while. Absolutely. I'm can... not requiring you to in any way. I was I'm, just I'm, wondering. I mean, I'm, ha- I'm happy to. I'm happy to okay. See what... Um, uh, so I'm going to say it how it was in the school version rather than how it was in here, which is slightly different. Which was... Um, if, if Troy can be in the show, then I'm coming clean. I play the cello. And then they're like, awesome, what is it? And it's, Do you have to wear a suit, jacket and tie? And that, that was it. It's not great. But for those lines, no one really cared. I don't think anyone even noticed, really. <laughs> I don't know. There's yeah. some people in our show who I think did really good American accents. Like, our two leads were really good. Or at least from a British perspective, they were good American accents. In the same light that I know in America, you've got some people who do British accents who you probably consider were really good and we'd watch and think, awful. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, namely Dick Van Dyke, of course. But Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is he back? I'm back. There we go. All right, we're talking about the skaters, Ty. Oh, the skater boys. Or the skater. He was a skater boy, and they all said, "See you later, boy." I tried to say that joke earlier, but no one heard no, me. No, no, you weren't here. So, wait. So have we have we discussed the the look of these skaters? Right? Because no, you know, not yet. They're they they clearly like you look at them and you're like skaters, and you know there's overlap between kind of the skater and quote-unquote stoner community Mm -hmm. and obviously disney's not like these kids are smoking up a storm but (laughs) that always felt like the the implication as to what the characters would be if it were look pg-13 or higher probably (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this thing I'm confused about because like I knew like the people I knew in high school, right? I, I could think of like one guy who was like kind of like, you know, he dressed like this and kind of had this vibe. And he also played a bass clarinet in band. Like <laughs> I, the thing I don't understand is like, I mean, in, when you're in high school, people have hobbies and like, especially people that are in like band, like it's not just the band kids. Like there's, there's lots of crossover. Hmm. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. No, it is funny to think about like how these people have to be so one dimensional. And then like, you and I were both like on the athletic teams and like in a lot of academic kind of stuff and you were also a band geek like it felt very much like they were trying to make a point and sell a message that no one needed to hear like I think <laughs> schools at least here and once again I take it as a here in the UK or from my own personal experiences but I don't think anyone was that bothered as to what anyone else was doing like it just stuff people were doing outside at school like I mean I've I was never one of the cool kids, so it never really was an issue that I did amateur theatre stuff on the side. I did films, podcasts. People either were interested or didn't. I mean, I don't think any of my school friends ever went to see me in one of my amateur theatre productions, but that never bothered me. It was a different life, a different part of my life. It, <laughs> Yeah. I think it would have been much more of a middle... like. I'm thinking about like my middle school experience, so that's like your your ages eleven to fourteen. So when you're slightly younger, like I started dressing more quote unquote goth during that time, and I was like ostracized by my friends. So like I think that multiple interests mattered more slightly younger. And by the time you're slightly older, it's like yeah, of course you're going to be into different things. Like college apps require well-rounded people. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, no one, at least in, at least from my school and my school experience, there were some people who kind of did things on the side that you kind of think, oh, really, you're that kind of person. And that was it. It, it wasn't, it was either a, oh, that's interesting, or, well, well, I don't think anyone outside of that, like, maybe someone had a really interesting part of their life and they'd have a bit of a crowd around them. But say, to talk about, like, filmmakers, for example, there are some film people in my school so I'd hang around and chat with them. But if someone who wasn't a film person wanted to join the group or whatever, I wouldn't say no. You're not mean like Sharpay. What if it was like a jock that had like bullied you and then all of a sudden they were like, actually, I'm a film person too. I'd give them a second chance, to be honest. There have been people in my school life who have been both really nice and really horrible to me. And I always just tend to give them the benefit of the doubt, rightfully or wrongfully, I don't know. Like, yeah, but I, I was yeah. I wasn't saying that as like a trick question. I was just uh, like yeah. that might be what they're going for here. Mm, I think I think possibly, and I think outside of the school context, the idea of be and do what you want to be is fine and great. And I think it's better here than in other kids' movies, which they have a little bit here. It always bugs me, right? This might be because I I could say that I probably in a lot of cases would be considered the sort of goody two shoes type, or whatever, but. It always bugs me how many kids shows and everything are always about rebelling against your parents and whether that's a dangerous message or not to give to kids because I can't think of a single kids movie that doesn't involve so-and-so's parents don't want them to do this but they break free of their parents' boundaries and do what they want and look how good it they turned out which is understandable as a message but also it's very much about the pro-rebel don't respect your parents kind of thing. Oh, I've been reading... Uh, so, um... 
I'm going to school to be a librarian right now, and I'm in a class about like teen literature. And that's like part of the adult looking back at the teen experience and like how they remember it and how that builds into how they want to portray it to teens to like presumably not corrupt them or like not not overly play with their psychological understanding of the world and their growing up um because that's not like a teen thought process it's very much an adult process about teens so yeah i was gonna say it feels like a generational thing where like you know people who grew up with star wars right that's kind of like the only story they know how to tell (laughs) and then now as we kind of move into a new generation you know the store the stories will kind of be less about you know uh breaking the you know that the harry potter luke skywalker you know like uh single chosen one story who has to like break out and fight fight a corrupt system with everyone with all the grown-ups trying to push them down it's better in teen stuff than in kid stuff i think that's yeah that's what that's where I, i tend to stand on it like there's some uh, pretty good British shows here. The teen shows, things like The Inbetweeners and Skins, which I doubt you get that much in the States. I've heard of okay. Skins. So, well, both of them portray the adults as very one-dimensional characters, but I can watch that as this is how most teenagers view. I've got a really good relationship with my parents. I don't... I'm very much of... I would. There is no element of my life I wouldn't tell my parents about. There's nothing I'm trying to hide from them, nothing I wouldn't talk with them about, but I know that that's not the common relationship that teenagers seem to have with their parents. So I can acknowledge in a lot of this stuff, the teen dramas and the teen comedies, that they go, hey, look, these parents are very one-dimensional characters. They don't understand what the teens are going through. I get that as a representation because it helps teenagers who have got a similar relationship to go, I get that, I understand that, and it shows both the goods and bad sides of those relationships. But when you're bringing kids up on stuff like... Even Finding Nemo, his dad says, don't go touch the boat. He touches the boat, and whilst it gets into bad stuff, his life ends up for the better because of it. Is that not a dangerous message to tell children? Yeah, it's, it's hard to say. That's an interesting point. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I, especially because it's so pervasive in our culture that, like, can we... Could we actually figure out if that mm. was harmful I don't think or could, not? I think every single kid's movie does it. I can't really think of any that don't. Yeah. And it's only something I've started to realise recently as a film student is I've been looking at these things and as someone who's just studying sociology, whilst they tell they say to us that in evolving as society, it's based on rebelling against the previous generation, I'm wondering whether to in to put that into the age of children at such a young age to mind your children at such a young age is a good or bad idea i didn't know i'd be getting this deep but it's a thing that's bothered me for a long time i think the thing that is that in kids media parents pl- are like the only concept of like an authority figure mm. so the only like the only way to convey to convey anything like universal to kids is like well the the kids are the are like the smart ones and the parents are the ones trying to keep them down. Whereas in like, you know, by the time you're an yeah, adult, like there's other that, things trying to oppress you that, other than yeah. parents. That's a I, good I, point. I think it's an important message to have in some kids' media, but not as like the only message. I think it might be that sometimes it's more pronounced than other times. Like there's also like roles of friendship and intentions of like self-respect. And there, there's, while you can rebel 
to defy your parents or uh, defy your authority figure rebellion also has other implications of like self-improvement and coming to reckon with your own identity and those of your peers as well so yeah i think everyone at some point in their teenage years you know you have to go from well now i'm a teenager and then you you grow into an adult and there's there's tension there because your parents don't want to let you go they they want you to stay their kid but you have to grow into an adult and so most of these stories are just versions of that, where the kid is kind of going through a process. It'd be a very, it would be hard to not make it seem like a forced message if you just made a film about someone who rebelled, then got in trouble, then got better, and their life was all good because they said sorry. Like, that would be, it would be, I understand why, and why it makes good story, because quite often, kids and teenagers, as we mentioned with a lot of their stuff, teenagers I understand more have the idea of oh parents they just don't understand but it would be nice as they do a little bit in high school musical as i remember in a few bits to to focus a little more on yes the parents do understand or yeah i think gabriella's mom which is much later is much more understanding than troy's dad for example so the other thing i wanted to just bring up before uh, before we start to maybe wrap up a bit um the skater dude who says a saw very is my favorite um, person is... <laughs> his name is ryan templeman he was also in slender the um the movie recreation of the slender man story Whoa. um i forgot that, came out that in existed did he play the slender man i don't think so he played a character named ryan He's also in a but he has more credits than um, most background people that we see. So, and it's a lot of. I mean, he's a talented just, actor. Look at that one line I, he did. <laughs> exactly. But in the same same light, background and support. I mean, are, do they seem to be major roles, or is it a lot of it as more background and supporting roles? Because, like, I know people who do extras work, and there's a lot of extras and minor roles out there. <laughs> So he actually had, so I would say the difference, how I'm defining it in a bit is um, how he actually, so his character came up on IMDb as actually having a role, like he's in the credits of this movie. And then he appears as named characters in other films that are not just Disney Channel. So a lot of like Martha, for example, all of her other stuff is either a decom or it's free like abc family slash freeform credits mm. like it's very much like a disney thing where she's like kind of one of those people of the company where like um dutch whitlock uh skater one or ripper he is not in very much like i don't know if in part that was due to his arrest or what but um he's not in a lot <laughs> i missed after. i missed a lot of this like, i guess you, yeah yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll fill you in in the break time <laughs> mm. So, Tyler, do you have any last notes for Minute 41 that you want to get out before we move on? Mm, no, I just liked the book dancing. I think it's funny that oh. there's always specific prop dancing. We'll see the skater dancing in just a minute. I know. All right. So, uh, Luke, did you have anything else for Minute 41? I don't think so, no. Alrighty. So. Oh, actually, one tiny, tiny brief moment. Yeah, thing. go ahead is when he does do the gesture of the, the cello slash saw. That was a thing which I remember struggling with quite a bit in this uh, in the school version of that, was trying to was, was trying to mime the cello so that the audience could get that it was a cello, but you could get why he thought it was a saw. It was, 
I, I guess if I just watched the actual clip, I'd have realised. But I'm pretty sure I didn't watch the actual <laughs> film while doing the production. So I kept well, you don't doing want to be tainted. They, you want it. And, you want it to be original. And they, they, they were the teachers were kind of like, no, that doesn't quite work. And it took a lot. I don't know if it ever quite worked. They probably don't remember. But one of my teachers <laughs> does listen to a couple of the podcasts I'm in. So if she's listening, then she should get in touch with me or the show <laughs> and, and let us know. I guess I was going to ask this question earlier, probably, but what other, like, what else of a movement could you assume that was other than a saw or a cello? Do we have any other thoughts mm, on that? I'm just going to watch that back now. I'm, I'm, I'm like doing it with my hand right now, and I'm, I'm like, saw or cello seems like your best bets. Anything else, like, like you could be cutting something, but that's not really how you would cut something, like with a like a knife at like a table. But yeah, that's not quite. Especially the angle of the hand; it really is kind of a saw or cello kind of movement. It is, yeah. Like like maybe a frisbee if you'd flipped the wrist, but oh. <laughs> Actually, the guy who says the what is it a saw? He is one of the best performances in this. <laughs> I know. He, he sort of nails the the comedy dumb guy kind of role pretty well. Yeah, they both do really well, I think. Kind of Bill and Ted esque. All right. So, Luke, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me on the very strange Twitter at that I created years ago and didn't change because I got five hundred business cards with it on, of at llama underscore bottle zero. <laughs> Uh, they can find me on Instagram at the Ginger Luke, on Facebook at Luke Allen Film, all podcasts, radio appearances, newspaper articles, short films, anything I'm remotely involved in is likely to be at LukeAllen.co.uk, and two minutes about time and Christmas actually and other shows that I'm working on are probably likely to to be there or on whatever podcast platforms you have two minutes about times on twitter facebook and instagram at two mins about time and christmas actually is on facebook twitter, and instagram at christmas act pod great thank you chandra where can people find us they can find us on the twitter at amateur nerds or me personally at tyler booty t-y-l-e-r-b-o-u-d-y people can send us an email at amateur nerds present at gmail.com email us what what your favorite prop to dance with is. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at tgoldenart on Instagram. And our music composed by Joe Winslow at Joe... Whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. I have been Condra. I've been Tyler. I've been Luke. And we'll be back on, with you for more of the status quo next minute. You can bet on it. <laughs>